Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 20. Got up early this morning, got out into the woods about 6 o'clock, not as early as what I wanted to be, but I I had the kids with me, and uh, I just so happened to hunt where my babysitter lives, and uh, I hate asking her to watch the kids any earlier than 6 a.m., so I dropped the kids off at 6, got up into the woods this morning, and sat down and heard some birds gobbling off in the distance. I tried to roost them last night to no avail, and this morning they were gobbling out way off, so made my way to some of those birds that were gobbling try to be patient and call and it was kind of your typical late season hunt um went all around went about two miles and after about 7 15 the birds just shut up no response no shock gobbles nothing um so uh traveled a lot and uh, just wasn't able to get it done and you know that's that's kind of typical turkey hunting honestly um uh, the mornings where it works out and you feel like a superhero, you feel like you figured it out, you know what you're supposed to do. Uh, but then after mornings like this, you're like, why in the world do I put myself through this? Um, so if any of you guys are ever thinking about turkey hunting, I highly recommend the early season. Um, this time of year, I, I'll just be honest, I haven't figured it out. A lot of guys will you know, hunt afternoons, and uh, they say if you can get a turkey to gobble late season in the afternoon, you can really go in there and kill them which I agree with. Uh, the problem is I, I work and so I don't always have afternoons to go chase turkeys. So anyway, uh, today, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the podcast here in a minute. Uh, I will tell you that some of our, uh, what we've mentioned in previous podcast videos, uh, those are up now. Um, got, uh, my neighbor's kill on video. That one uh, was a very exciting hunt. You can find that on YouTube. Also on our Facebook page, shedding light outdoors. And then um, my buddy Travis uh, Shire, opening morning, he and I went out, and I talked about that one or two, I believe, and uh, had a, a big tom come in. It was uh, called the 300-yard tom because it was a long way we called that bird in. So those are both up. Um, and then actually today we're going to talk a little bit about a hunt that went down yesterday, and that will be up soon. So I just encourage you, if you want to see these, I'm kind of one of those people, if I listen to a podcast and I hear the story, sometimes it piques my interest and I'd like to go watch them. So encourage you to do that, sheddinglightoutdoors.com or uh, you know, go to the YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, all that. So anyway, um, that's all I got today. As far as an intro, we're going to jump in. Uh, today, our guest is a special guest uh, because he is a contributor for Shedding Light Outdoors. Um, so we just recently, in the last few months here, we've added some contributors, people to kind of come in and help us out a little bit with various things. Um, and so Josh uh, Castle is our guy today. And Josh is actually Travis Shire's next door neighbor. And Josh, a uh, really nice guy, and he's uh, he likes to edit. So I absolutely love this guy because he's taken some of the editing off of me and um, doing a great job. And he's put together some films that are on our YouTube channel as well. And um, a super nice guy. And what why, the reason I wanted to bring him on is that uh, Josh has had a lot of success hunting turkeys on public land. So we're going to dive into some of his stories, get into a couple of those, how he got into hunting, and... He's also going to share a little bit of kind of uh, his just personal story uh, toward the end, and that's something that you definitely want to stick around and check out. So anyway, here we go. We're going to go ahead and get Josh on. Uh, it was a fun interview. Hope that you enjoy this one. Hey, guys. I am here with my friend Josh Castle. Uh, Josh lives in uh, New Concord, Ohio, 
and uh, met him a, a couple, uh, it's been a couple months now, and he is next door neighbors to my friend Travis Shire. Trav's in Shedding Light Outdoors, and uh, recently we asked Josh to be a contributor, So, and he has contributed a lot. He's been taking some of the video editing from me and uh, killing a lot of animals, and so uh, that's, that's always a good thing. So anyhow, Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Travis. Yeah, I've been wanting to get you on. Um, mainly, uh, you know, right now we're kind of ra- most states are kind of wrapping up. Ohio is starting to wrap up turkey season, uh, sure, yeah. but you have uh, definitely had some success with with turkeys. But before we jump into that, I just want you to tell tell folks a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, something I didn't say. So tell us a little okay. bit about you. Hey, well, hello everyone, and uh, I'm glad to be able to speak with you guys and uh, share a little bit of my stories with you. So hopefully you guys find it interesting. Uh, anyhow, I am a self-employed uh, lawn care business operator, and I've been doing that for a couple of years on my own. And uh, I've been doing it for seven years total. So I really enjoy that, and uh, it's all part of being outdoors for me, really. And uh, it's just uh, something I really enjoy. Yeah, and you are, so you got the lawn care, you're a married guy, been married here for a few years now? Yeah, just, uh, actually, it's only been uh, 15 months, so we've been married for 15 months, and it's been awesome. Yeah, oh, that's right, because on your year anniversary, you went to Florida and went on a hog hunt, if I'm not mistaken, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's correct, yeah. You know that you've married a winner whenever she lets you go on a hog hunt for your anniversary, so. (laughs) And she actually filmed me shooting the hog. Yeah, yeah, that's up on uh, Shedding Light Outdoors. If you go check out uh, our YouTube channel or Facebook, uh, you can see Josh shooting that hog. It's pretty sweet. That's really... Yeah, it was a good time, man. We got to hang out with the family and uh, do some hog hunting. And I've been, I did that for a few years. My uh, uncle has this pretty good size lease, and man, I've been hunting hogs down there every time I go down there, and I had yet to see a hog. And finally, when I had my wife down there, we got in the blind, and it was just. I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or so, wait, and nice hog came in and offered a good shot. Yeah, you took a great shot on it, and um, yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. And that's not, I don't think uh, Shedding Light Outdoors would probably have that footage if it weren't for you, because we're not, none of us, I don't think, have ever hog hunted really much before, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Josh, talk to us a little bit about you know how you got into hunting. I don't think I know that story. Uh, you and I, I, actually, I think, real quick, I think the first time I met you, Travis brought you down for a bow shoot, um, except you, you know, it was a bow league, so you just watched us shoot bows for two hours. I think that was the first time. I felt so bad for you because you were just sitting there watching a bunch of dudes <laughs> shoot bows for like two hours or something like that. Oh, man, I, that's what I enjoy, though. I mean, yeah. I don't have to be the guy shooting. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the guy filming the hunt, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. still exciting to watch you guys shoot. And then yeah. yeah just, so how, how did you get into hunting? Like, uh, tell, tell us a little uh, bit about that. Oh, man, I got, got into hunting with my dad when uh, I believe I was seven years old. My dad took me out, and I used to sit in his tree stand with him. And before this was before he ever let me uh, have a weapon. So, <laughs> you know, I was just a, just a young kid, and my dad was teaching me some things, and You know, the biggest thing, I think, was for me to pick up my feet while we were walking down the path to be quiet. (laughs) And you know how we are as as young kids, you know, we're just kind of nonchalant and don't really know a whole lot, especially about hunting and and how it is so necessary to be quiet and cautious and just always alert. 
you know, for success reasons and safety reasons, both. But, uh, yeah, my dad was a hardcore bow hunter there in his younger, younger age. And I don't know, I guess it just kind of rubbed off on me. And he taught me a lot. And I grew up on uh, 10 and a half acres of, of private land. And once I got old enough, I think I was about nine or 10, I started actually hunting on my own and would walk out in the mornings and in the evenings by myself and also with my older brother. Yeah. So you kind of started to pick up, you know, figure it out yourself as you went, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I just have been doing it ever since. Hmm. Well, with with 10 acres, that's not a ton of land to hunt. So part of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is I know that you've had a lot of success hunting on public land. Uh, yeah. Since we're kind of wrapping up turkey season, I thought we'd talk a little bit about some of those stories. So how how did you you first start hunting on public land? And specifically, you know, how how did it work out for you to get, you know, and have some success on turkeys there? Because that's, that's not easy to do. Right. Yeah, it's not, definitely. And there's a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, hiking and just scouting stuff, trying to figure all this out. Uh, however, I started on a piece of state land was the very first public land I ever hunted, and that's Dillon Wildlife Area. I We moved to a place where we weren't able to access private land. And I think from there, I kind of just started venturing into the public land out there. And I had a lot of good success out there, really. I've seen some nice bucks. I, I even took a few nice bucks and some does, uh, along with turkeys even. I kind of got into the turkey gig on my own. Uh, my dad took me out one time with that, and I, I just, uh, I don't know, I kind of picked it up. It's not really something he was too into, but, you know, he's he enjoys hunting anyhow. But uh, I think I turned 16, and I was a, a big fisherman. And down here in Ohio, in southern Ohio, there's a, there's a lot of public land. And I, it's, it all started, I think, with me driving down there with my little bass boat and fishing all these ponds and just really starting to learn the land. And I just slowly picked up on it, you know what I mean? I would go to this place and, and walk in the woods, and whether it was shed, shed hunting or mushroom hunting or just out scouting. <clears throat> and I learned a lot of places out there. And and I think something else that helped me, I would say, is I actually had the privilege to mow all the campgrounds down at this place. And that mm. opened me up for really just learning, you know, the roads and everything, every all the nooks and crannies. So, and I would see turkeys and deer and all that good stuff, you know, just driving up and down the roads. Mm. But... That's interesting. I think, you know, part of the problem this, this year, I took a young guy out and we went in on public land and it was cool, except all my scouting was done on maps and, you know, it it is, but you know, it's not as good as boots on the ground, you know, getting in there and knowing where you're at Um, case in point, there was a path that I think I've already told this story, but there was a path that we missed. There was a real nice path 
you know, mm-hmm. 10 yards wide that leads right back to the field where I want to be. And instead we went down into this nasty thick ravine because <laughs> we're going in the dark, of course. And so, right. you know, so I think, oh, you yeah, know, that's a bad way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think you kind of knowing the area, know, learning that that's probably uh, what's helping you there, at least on your first few hunts, getting in there and figuring out the property. Yeah, definitely. And especially with these turkeys that I, I ran into this season and the turkey that I happened to kill this morning. I had actually been on him two times before, so I really learned his his behavior, his habits, and where he roosted, you know, and where he spent the majority of his time, and why he spent his time there too. It's it's pretty obvious why a turkey would spend his time up there. All right, well let's let's hear that, Josh. Let's go. Let's kind of go back to the first day of the season. Um, did you do any scouting? What led up to that, and and how did you get this bird down this morning? Okay, well. Last year, I went out there and did some turkey hunting late season last year. And there wasn't too much hunting pressure from other, other guys, I'm guessing, because it was so late in the year. I think it might have been the last week of turkey season. But I saw a lot of turkeys, and I heard a lot of turkeys, and I thought, man, this is too good to be true. Although I never did uh, successfully kill a turkey last year, I had a couple of misses, unfortunately. I guess sometimes that happens. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, this year, I did some scouting pre, you know, before turkey season ever came in. And the turkeys were there. I saw the flocks, all the turkey tracks, you know, all the sign. And I I took Travis Shire down there with me and and, uh, showed him this place. And the turkeys were there again. And then youth turkey season came in. I took my nephew out there. And, man, we were so close to getting on these turkeys both days, but we struggled with it because of the rain was so bad. We had, we really had some pour-down rains. But we were close. So anyhow, leading up to that, I figured for open day, for me, I would go over and I would be able to get one of these turkeys. I knew exactly where they were roosting. And so I got in there, you know, still dark pretty much and, and got set up. And I had a couple of decoys with me. I had a Jake decoy and a, a feeding hen decoy. And I, I would say I probably walked, uh, I would say, two and a half miles or so back here on this whole road. Hmm. And, man, I got I got right up on this turkey's roosting tree. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I got the camera all set up, ready to go. I'm all comfortable. And all of a sudden, I see this silhouette coming down the road. And I thought, oh, here comes another guy. But it's part of the public land thing. Yeah. It's something gonna... you'll learn, mm-hmm. you know, over time. You just got to learn how to interact with these guys, you know. But uh, anyhow, the turkey gobbled right when the guy was, you know, coming up to me. And I'm thinking, man, I hope he stops where he's at and backs up a little bit. And I think that would have been all right if he did that. But the turkey gobbled a couple more times. I, I could see the guy really pondering on what he should do. And I actually stood up and let him know look, let him know that I was there. But after the turkey had gobbled a couple more times, the guy, I guess, chose to just go ahead and <laughs> really bombard right through my setup. Oh, my and, goodness. So this yeah, guy keeps he, – so he keeps he, – he sees you and keeps walking. Yeah, he sees me. And he, he – did really debated i guess and i think his pride took over and he cut me off 
and sat over right on the edge of the woods, man. Right after I did a fly down cackle and everything. And so this turkey's on fire, man. He's gobbling his head off. How far away is this guy from you? Oh, man, I could see him. If I stood up, I could see him on the tree line. He's probably only like 60, maybe 65 yards. Okay. And the turkey was really only 85, maybe. 85, 90. He was only 35 yards in the woods, I'm guessing. And he, he couldn't have been roosted very high in the trees either because he basically just just plummeted out of the tree. I heard him come out of the tree. But, uh, yeah, the guy ended up getting that turkey. Oh, man. So, I mean, it flies down and the guy just, I mean, like, shoots it right there? Yeah. Yeah, he shot it right there. <laughs> so, you're sitting there, you got the perfect setup on this bird, and this dude just kind of, like, walks right past you, gets closer to the, the bird, and just sits down and shoots it after you do a fly-down cackle. So Exactly. Uh, how do you respond to that, Josh? <laughs> I don't know how I would, I don't know how I would take that. I was, uh, honestly, man, honestly, it made me sick because I am a public land hunter and I know what I would have done. You know, it would have been different. You know, I know it's public land. Now, had he stopped where he was when he saw me and backed up and gave us a safe distance apart from one another, I could have walked over and shook the guy's hand and congratulated him. But that wasn't the case. I had to grab my stuff and walk the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't say anything to the guy? No. It, it, probably an hour or so passed by. I had heard another turkey gobbling off in the distance, probably a mile or two away. And so I started making my way towards that turkey. And actually turned out there was another guy hunting that turkey. So mm. on my way out, though. I ran into the guy who shot the turkey, that, the guy that cut me off, and <laughs> he tried to confront me, but I just just kept on going, man. I didn't have anything to say to him, didn't have anything good to say, so I just kept, you know, just kept walking. Uh, what, what was he trying to say to you? Was he, like, mad about anything or just wanting to bring up how it all went down? Well, he kind of threw his hands in the air, and... I'm not even sure, to be honest with you. He asked me a question. Did I see anything or something like that? And I just shook my head at him, and I just kept on walking. Mm. But I think he got the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's got to be absolutely frustrating, you know, to have, have a bird roosted, get in there, and then this guy comes in like that. You know, and it, but that, that that is public land, you know, that that's, it's just the way it is, you know, but you kind of hope that maybe there's some sort of code that people go by where they're, you know, somewhat respectful, you know, in that type of situation, but yeah, there was no common courtesy there. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, take us through like the rest of the season. Uh, how, how the things shake out after that? Oh man, it's been a dog fight. <laughs> uh, I've been getting into the woods a lot. You know, every chance I can get, whether it's an hour or two or three hours, any time of the day, morning, afternoon, middle of the evening, late evening, trying to get some turkeys roosted and trying to find some new turkeys. And uh, finally, I found I found these turkeys out here. And I. I, I made a move on them. Oh, last last Thursday, last Thursday and Friday and. No, sorry, it was Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Obviously, I didn't go because I attend church on Sunday morning and Sunday evening. So 
I talked to Travis Shire Sunday night. And I said, hey, man, I got a really good chance of getting this turkey tomorrow morning. You want to come film me? So Travis Shire came over and met up with me this morning, and we headed out to the woods. And, uh, man, it was a beautiful morning. It was foggy. And actually, the turkeys were a little bit delayed, I think, on coming down because of the fog was so thick. But it seemed like once we got the the turkeys fired up, they were they were hot for a good couple hours. This turkey that I shot, he was just gobbling like crazy. Hmm. So uh, he's gobbling. Do you guys hear him on the roost, or how how did uh, how were you able to get in on him? Yeah, he was on the roost, and this bird, I knew he'd be very difficult to kill just because of the landscape that he was in. And he wasn't really approachable, especially after daylight. And just the way that the land lays up there, the only way we could really get in was this drainage ditch that that ran down the, the side of the high wall that was up there. Mm. And, and I learned that that I learned the drainage ditch was there by previously scouting that area. Mm. So that drainage ditch that Travis and I walked up through is really what got us in there on that turkey. Oh, wow. So there's that experience again with the public land. If you spend some time and you learn it, man, that, okay, so that helps you out. Yeah, totally. All right. So you get up this drainage ditch, Josh, and you guys set up. Uh, what decoys are you using? Are you using uh, decoys, calls? Uh, how, how are you getting this bird to come in? Uh, I just had a mouth call. I had a couple mouth calls, the Woodhaven, and just a V-cut. I think that's all I was using, just a simple V-cut, just doing just some basic soft yelps. And actually, when we come up the drainage ditch, I just just peered over you know, over the hill, and I could see the turkey about 100 yards away. And he was in full strut, walking back and forth. And I told Travis, I said, as soon as he disappears or walks down over that hillside, we need to get up in there exactly where he is. So that's what we did. We got up in there where where we saw him because he did. He went down the hill. And once we got into his bubble there and we got all set up, we had the, the hen decoy set up. And just did a little bit of yelping and and scratching at the leaves. And he knew we were up there. He responded a couple times. But all he would do is just walk back and forth down the bottom. You know, he wanted us to come to him is what it was. Mm. So We waited this turkey out for, I'm thinking, probably about an hour or so. Mm. And then finally, and then finally he just worked his way up the hill, man. He gobbled just out of sight, and he blew mine and Travis's socks off, I think. <laughs> it, it actually scared Travis. He he jumped at something on the corner of my eye. It was pretty funny. I was actually, I was I had a big smile on my face, and I was laughing because it was just so funny. <laughs> and I could see Travis's heart <laughs> thumping. Yeah. I was like, man, are you pumped up? He said, dude, I'm jacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this bird, he doesn't gobble a whole lot, so he comes in kind of close and gobbles, and then uh, how did it all finish up there? Well, he kind of came in like a little phantom. Besides gobbling a couple of times, he gave himself away there. But as soon as he saw that hen decoy in there, man, it was game over. He puffed up like a balloon, and he came right in. You know, 
he put on a little show for us. We got some good footage of this turkey, you know, as good as we could get being in the woods and put a good shot on him, man. He didn't go anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, and I, I actually saw the footage just uh, about an hour or so ago. Travis sent it to me and it's, it's fantastic. Uh, okay, bird. cool. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just incredible to watch this bird kind of come in and yeah, there's a lot of weeds and stuff, but you can see him. He's just, and he's got the sun behind him. I mean, it's just a beautiful shot. And so, uh, are you going to, I haven't asked you, are you, are you editing that or is, is Trav? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to, I don't know if he wants to, uh, we might both work on it and see what we come up with. All right. So those of you who are listening, if you want to see that footage, um, and it's, it's some of the best that we have of turkey hunting, uh, go over to YouTube, type in Shedding Light Outdoors, find our little channel there, hit subscribe, and whenever that gets done here in the next week or so. Uh, we've also got a couple other turkey videos up that you can watch, um, but I'm, I'm excited to see that. Just the whole thing as it comes together, I, I think <laughs> we need, need to see it. Need to see yeah. this public, public land giant. So yeah, how, how big awesome. was he? Uh, he was, he was only 18 pounds and I think 10 ounces, but he had a, an inch and a quarter spurs hmm. and man, he had a, I believe it was 11 and three quarter inch beard. That's a, I mean, that's a good, I mean, not big on the poundage, but I mean, just as a, right. just a big spurs and big, big beard for sure. So, yeah, I think that's about the average weight of a turkey though, especially you know, a younger turkey, and even if it's an older turkey, he's probably yeah. not going to be the healthiest out there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, Josh, I heard about, so I knew about this morning. I want I just want to go back real quick. Do you remember the first turkey that you got on public ground? Do you remember the first one? Uh, let's see. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right, tell us that one real quick. I, I want to hear how, you know, so we just got your last story, obviously very fresh this morning. Go back to the the, the first story. How did that all go down? Okay, so the very first story, uh, I believe I might have been, man, I think I might have been 18 or 19. I got a mouth call from the store, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go try turkey hunting. I'm going to go try to kill a jerky. And... <clears throat> I knew where there, were from, where there were some turkeys at on some public land that I hunted from deer season. I would see these turkeys all the time, and they're usually toms. And so I thought, well, that'd probably be a good place for me to start. Anyhow, I got set up in the early morning, and <clears throat> actually my turkey call was a slate call. I think it was a night. Uh, I can't even remember. A night and hail or something like that? Yeah, that's what it was. It was a night and hail slate call. And I'll sit at the bottom of this hill, and I have some railroad tracks up behind me. And I'm just down there yelping away. And all of a sudden, I've got this gobble behind me a couple hundred yards. And I'm just sitting there yelping away, man. I, I don't really have any experience. <laughs> and I didn't really have anyone to teach me neither. Yeah. But this turkey stopped gobbling, and all of a sudden, I'm still down there trying to call. And all of a sudden, I see something move out of the corner of my eye. And I turn and look, and there he is. He's only 30 yards away. Mm. So I just, I swung around real fast and just pulled the shot off, man. I don't, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> it was just one of those adrenaline moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and awesome. I did not know that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of turkey hunting. And, you know, you start off, turkey hunting, you can be a, like a really, you know, rookie green turkey hunter and still have luck and still be able to go out there and, 
and get it done sometimes, you know, just learning just a basic Yelp on a call. And sometimes that's all it takes, you know, I mean, it's good to learn the rest of the tricks as you go, but, um, that's sweet, dude. So you've had a lot of, so, you know, you know, the count, like how many public birds have you been able to take roughly? Uh, I'm not really sure. Me and Travis were talking about this morning. I've, I've got a, a, a few private land turkeys also, but I think it's around 13 or 14, something like that. Oh, that's Go pretty up. good. That's that's way yeah. more than what I got. <laughs> There's some hens in there too from fall, se- uh, fall season. Oh, awesome. Well, Josh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think one of the things I heard you say earlier, you know, about with your first day of the season, kind of disappointment, almost feeling sick. And then you go through the season, there's ups and downs, there's the grind, and then there's there's the payoff and the reward. Um, you know, I, I know that you're a Christian, so if you don't mind me kind of transitioning here real quick, I just kind of want to hear also your story, because I know that you've kind of had some challenges that you've gone through. Uh, now you talked about going to church on Sunday and um, being faithful to that, but I, I know that that your life hasn't always been, you know, outdoor lawn care and good life and uh, chasing turkeys and things like that. I know that there's been some challenges that you've faced. So would you mind sharing a little bit of your, your story that way? Yeah, I can do that. The, you know, there's a, my testimony is pretty big, to be honest with you. Uh, it's funny because my pastor was just going through his testimony. It's taken him three weeks just to get to age 15. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have three weeks, but, you know, I think <laughs> we, we can squeeze it in here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll start off with with my dad. He he grew up with uh, several siblings and his mom. I won't get too much into his testimony, but anyhow, he got uh, into church with his brother, and they were, they were going to church together, and they really loved it. And then my dad met my mom, and they kind of attended church together too, but there were some, some things going on that really discouraged them from going. And then they, they tried another church and it seemed like things just weren't really good with it. So anyhow, uh, they stopped going, you know, totally. So I, I grew up pretty much not going to church at all. And then, and then uh, my mother got sick uh, and passed away of cancer in 2000. And I believe in 2002, we started attending a church, and that was really the first church experience I ever had. And it was fun you know, as a younger kid to do that. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely brokenhearted for sure after losing my mother. And, uh, you know, I could really feel, you know, the love of the Lord. I really could. It's hard to explain, but I really could, even at that young age. And how how old were you? Uh, I think I, I must have been nine years old. And it was actually right about the time I started hunting. Mm. So, yep, nine years old. And we went to this church for several years, but uh, we actually had a house fire, and we ended up moving, and we stopped attending church again. So... I kind of lived my own life, you know, especially after high school and wasn't really, you know, living very godly. That's for sure. But eventually, you know, the Lord called me back and I had a lot of uh, heartache, I guess you could say. Mm. And I was definitely depressed and 
I got into doing drugs there for a little while and drinking alcohol pretty often. But this recently, you know, a few years ago, I just, you know, I'd really decided, you know, it's time for me to change my life. <laughs> this isn't getting me anywhere. You know, I'm not happy and I'm not where I want to be at all. Yeah. So, and my family actually had started going to church several years before. And that's kind of how I got with this church here. So there's a lot in between, <laughs> definitely. So that's kind of the abbreviated version, but yeah, it's so, that's the abbreviated. So just you know, how how has your life changed from you know when you were in the drugs and alcohol and all that kind of thing going on, um, you know, to to where it is now? How has how has God changed your life in that way, Josh? Oh, drastically! It's it is the best decision I've ever made in my life, and and I there's no way I could I could ever turn my back. There's no way. <laughs> And you can probably relate to that in a way too. Uh, yeah. Just living for the Lord is so rewarding. It's it's um, comforting, but yeah, you know, there's nothing like it. Like having the ability to pray and have a actually have a living God that loves you. You have a purpose, right? And, yeah, you have a purpose. And when you really seek that out, you know, he has a will for you. And when you seek that out and you serve him in between, you know, he will move mountains for you. Absolutely. Oh, man, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing all that. You know, I know sometimes it's not easy to go back and talk about those things. But, you know, the word testimony is basically a story. And that's what, you know, this podcast is all about is hearing hunting stories, but also hearing life stories and you know, we, we learn a lot if we're willing to open up our eyes and kind of see, uh, there's some things that we can learn there. So Josh, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I do appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, Travis. So, well, uh, to wrap things up a little bit, what's your plans? We only got like maybe two, what is it? Two weeks left here in Ohio. Are you done turkey hunting? Going to get on with the lawn care business or are you, you going to go back out? No, sir. I'm going back out and I'm going to take the compound. Oh, all right. Well, good. I'm excited to hear about how that goes. That's I, you know, I got the, I got a new string on my compound, uh, and I went out today and I was shooting and I'm like at 20 yards, I'm not dialed in. I need to go to the bow range and really just go into like a controlled atmosphere and spend some time dialing that thing. And I, I thought, man, maybe I should go after a Turkey. Uh, I got a Turkey there on, uh, what was it? Thursday. And, um, so uh, I've decided I'm going to stick with a shotgun for the rest of the season at least. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. you got to do what you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thanks so much uh, for coming on. Appreciate it and uh, appreciate you being a contributor for Shedding Light. You've offered a lot of good stuff, good content, and uh, just appreciate you sharing your stories with us today, man. Well, I appreciate your positivity there. Yep. Thanks. Talk to you later, all right? Yep. We'll see you, Travis. All right, there you go. I definitely wanted you guys to meet Josh and hear some of those stories. I'd, I'd heard a little bit of that um, from Travis Shire, but I wanted to hear Josh's end of it, and it was just kind of neat to hear him talk about, I mean, 
I don't know what I'd do in that situation if somebody walked up on me while I was in public hunting. You know, the beauty of public hunting is that anybody can go out, but the challenge is um, everybody's kind of got their own set of standards that you got to deal with and, and work with. And um, so Josh probably did the right thing, just not saying anything at all. But anyway, um, I hope that you enjoyed that, and I appreciate Josh also kind of sharing his story, and hopefully there's some things you learned. Guys, I, I hope that you don't feel like I'm trying to cram church or religion or anything like that down your throat. I, I suppose if, if you did feel that way, you wouldn't listen to this anymore. Um, I'm just trying to offer some points of view and, and some different people. Um, you know, Josh sharing his story, uh, Daniel Mummery sharing his, you know, um, you know, th- there's power in that. There's power in knowing how people have kind of overcame some of the things that they've gone through. And for me, I, it, to me, it gives me a purpose in my life. Um, I just don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, after this morning's turkey hunt, hunting cannot be the purpose of my life. <laughs> I have too many days like that. Um, it's gotta be bigger. Uh, it's, it's gotta be more than that for me. And, um, you know, so that's, that's what it is for me. It's, it's, uh, faith and those kind of things. It's, it's not just going to church. That's, if it's just going to church, man, I, I don't know. I, I love going to church. I love the people there, but, um, church is just one day a week as far as going to the building, but, you know, living 24, seven, seven days a week, uh, with faith, that's, that's a challenge. And, um, it's something that's worth it though. But that's my two cents for you today. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, as always, to shed the light.